What's going on, everyone? I'm Paul from the Low to High Podcast, and in this week's episode, I interview twin brothers Hunter and Jameson Embury. Hunter and Jameson are from Yorktown Heights, New York, and went to Yorktown High School, where they were both U.S. Lacrosse All-Americans their senior year. Both of them currently play at Marist College and have made a huge impact by helping Marist win the MAC Conference Championship in 2019, as well as defeating number ninth ranked Army in 2020. Hunter and Jameson talked to me about what it's like playing lacrosse with each other their entire lives, what it means to them to play in a program like Marist, and much more. Now, without further ado, let's get right into it. What's up, everyone? With me today on the Low to High podcast, I have Marist lacrosse players and brothers, Hunter and Jameson Embury. Hunter and Jameson, what's going on, man? What's up? Happy to be here. I'm happy you Let's guys are here, too. Uh, how does it feel being back at school? Um, so it's been a long five to six months just being home and having to uh, stay in quarantine, stuff like that. Um, we live with our grandma at home, so we kind of have had to really be safe with our actions and try not to bring anything potentially into the home, so... Being back at school is, is great. I definitely miss the fam, but it's, it's nice to have a little change of lifestyle and have some sort of normalcy. Mm-hmm. I totally get that, too. I just started going back to school, I think, last week. So it feels, it feels weird being back at school, but like, it also brings a sense mm-hmm. of normalcy back. So it's good to have that. Um, so how was your guys' summer in quarantine? Or summer? Yeah. Um, I mean, summer was different, obviously, for all of us, but... Um, I think one thing that I learned from this summer was to appreciate the little things. Um, We got way more family time than we would normally get. Um, And I think, you know, summers before we kind of take that stuff for granted. Um, So we, we tried to make the most of it. Um, You know, we, we hung out with our family every day, obviously hung out in the backyard and uh, you know, we, we, we definitely had a great summer. So that's good. Uh, you guys play, do you guys play fiddle lax in your backyard? Oh yeah. You know what? Three Have you ever is? heard of three? Yeah. Bi? So, yeah. um, Tyler Cunnington, who was on a couple episodes was talking about it. Mm-hmm. He says that's super fun. So for the f- people that don't know, what is three by? So three by is basically it's three on three and it's real acrostics, but with a tennis ball and it's kind of like a mini lax thing. So basically it's a three on three, but one, when you're on defense, one of your guys has to be a goalie. So it's really like three on two and it's a really fun, high paced game, but it also helps to work on like hands, like soft hands, coordination, um, unsettled lacrosse. Cause it's really a three on two with a goalie. So it's really fun. It's, it's a yeah, good ex- also, experience. Also to add on to that, the it's, it's three by three, um, the net dimensions as well. So it's, uh, it's a small net. And, uh, to preface that we have, we made our own net. So, uh, at a PVC pipe and we customized it and it makes it so much more enjoyable with a big Yorktown on it, American flag decals. Like, <laughs> That's sick. Went all yeah. out. Um, we play a version of down that by one of the elementary schools uh, in, uh, where I'm from. A uh, kid from Yorktown actually comes down a lot. His name's uh, Dylan Smith. You guys know him? Yeah. yeah. Dylan, Fairfield, Dylan, right? Yeah. He's a super cool, mm. super cool guy. He always played with us. Um, you guys pick up any like new hobbies or watch any new TV shows during quarantine or during the summer? Um, so actually, uh, something cool that Jameson and I did over the summer was we got an internship with two wolves performance and 
we uh, towards the end of summer, we were working and, and training kids. And it was fun to kind of get out of the house a little bit because we weren't, as I said before, we weren't really leaving the house too much. But I did watch a lot of TV shows. Um, I played a lot of uh, PlayStation. Some wars. I, got, I really got into Warzone over quarantine. Uh, so that was really good. But um, yeah, that's just a little snapshot into what happened over quarantine. What about you, Jamo? Yeah, so um, I actually don't really play PlayStation at all, um, which is crazy. I used to be so addicted when Fortnite uh, was like season two, season three, like my senior year going into freshman year. But my mom only let us take one station up to school when we were roommates uh, freshman year. So Hunter ended up hogging the system and I kind of just fell out of that addiction, which honestly like was super beneficial to me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, I mean, personally, um, I thought I really did make the most uh, of this summer. I, um, I made an emphasis to work on my left hand uh, over the off season. So I, I think it was probably the best, uh, off season skill wise for myself. Um, and also as it pertains to TV shows, I was watching Ozark, Outer Banks, um, Money Heist. That's good. Oh, I I do have to say that this summer though was huge for, um, like physical fitness towards the end of the summer, I really started to love running and cause we live right next to the bike path. So I kind of just started doing something every day. If it's like one mile, two miles, just, just to start to jog and try and get into some sort of shape and do some physical activity every day. And then by the end of quarantine, it became a routine for me and it really helped me get into shape and helped me like, with my running because i i never really was big into running i didn't really like it but now i kind of enjoy it a little bit it's it's really cool i like listening to music too and it's that's good um yeah i heard that a lot from especially mitchell pelkey who i had on a couple episodes he said he emphasized like he he was always like a very athletic player but like he never really got to hone Mm -hmm. down on his stick skills so he was telling me the same thing like jameson was saying like just working on that left hand just making sure like the fundamentals are always there Mm -hmm. um you guys watch a lot of lacrosse over the summer oh yeah oh my god as much as we could yeah we um the best was the gold pass yeah, the, the PLL, <laughs> where literally it was almost every single day. I think it was almost it was every, every single day, day basically. Yeah, um, where lacrosse was on. And for that time span, it was so riveting and exciting. Like, we would wake up and just the countdown would begin to, like, the PLL games. And it was really cool. We, we watched a lot of games with Tyler, who you know. Um, we had a group so, chat pumping. Yeah, we we was, was, uh, <laughs> we'd always be texting about it with uh, everyone, like our our coaches, high school coaches, college coaches, about lacrosse. It was kind of nice to, and also lax Twitter was going off during that uh, that span of time, so it was fun. Oh, yeah. I honestly think oh, yes. uh, it was probably 
a lax rats like number one summer um i obviously hunter and i are huge lax rats you know if you've obviously heard of the the term um but to be watching first off some mll action and then the pll and to be tweeting about it and texting about it and it was every single day like that format of just lacrosse games on every single day was something we've never seen before and it was it was crazy to see and so exciting from a fan's perspective i like oh sorry go on no uh well i was just going to add quickly that before that even happened also we were big into watching old games like uh college highlights from you know the top teams in the country and even watching some of our games from marist and from high school so it's uh, not not a lot of days to go by without lacrosse being in our lives. So, Like everything you guys just said was like almost like the exact same for me, especially with like the PLL, those 20 days. Mm-hmm. It's kind of one of the reasons I started like doing the podcast because I just couldn't get enough of like watching lacrosse, like talking about lacrosse, like always scrolling through Twitter because tw- Twitter was blowing up the entire time. Blowing up. <laughs> it was crazy. Um, even like – um, during May when uh, ESPN was airing, airing all the uh, old like championship games, like whether it was like mm-hmm. Duke Notre Dame, all the yep. Maryland games, like I was huge on those. I remember Memorial Day weekend, I had a like, so I got a new desk and I was building, putting it together. So I put on my phone for like four hours straight. I was building my desk and I was putting, uh, I was, I was watching all these championship games and it was like mm-hmm. one of the best times I've ever had during quarantine. It was like, it was seemed so simple and like so stupid, but like, I just enjoyed the entire, like the entire day, especially like it was also a Memorial day and I was playing yep. right after it. Super fun. Um, That's so awesome. Are, yeah. So who are your top three players in the PLL or MLL? Sorry. Is that, like best or favorite favorite so i mean my favorite player in the pll is john rannigan uh yorktown alum so obviously shout out the y uh 100 and then other two guys uh, that's so tough because everyone's so good and i love everyone's game um personally i'm i'm a huge chrome fan uh because of John Radigan. Uh, so, um, I mean, I love everyone on the Chrome. If I had to pick individual players, probably Rannigan, uh, Tom Schreiber, who's phenomenal. Um, and then I love Ryan Drenner. I mean, he's got swag, you know, so yeah, <laughs> truly mm-hmm. fun to watch. So I, um, I have to say that, I love, like, uh, well, so when it comes to the PLL, Rannigan, obviously, because uh, of the Y, and that's why we were supporting the Chrome back 2020. Uh, <laughs> if you saw our Instagram comments on the PLL, PLL's Insta. But um, I have to say that I loved also watching Josh Byrne play. He was spectacular throughout um, their playoff run. And I also really enjoyed watching Ned Crotty play on the Chrome. He was really good. Um, he's quick. And, uh, yeah, I, I think those are – and Brian Casabile, I have to say. He was oh, electric right. to watch. Um, 
that play where I think it was one play he might have stripped the ball from Tom Schreiber and then went coast to coast and absolutely or what was it? He destroyed the top off corner. Was that the same player? Yeah. Was it? I don't G know if it was. A, he definitely went D to O to rip the top left corner. Yeah, that he was, was dodging on unbelievable. Trevor, okay, yeah. but yeah, he absolutely tore down the top left corner. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That was crazy. Mm-hmm. That um, was pretty sick. And also, one more shout out to uh, Nicky Lax, Nick Mariano in the uh, in the MLL, MLL, as well as uh, Lyle Thompson. Those are probably my two favorites <laughs> from the MLL. I'd have to agree. Lyle, Lyle, man, that was, that was crazy. That was something else. He, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> looked like, I looked like you all be all over again. That was crazy. Yeah. He, he's a generational talent. So let's start off with a couple of basic questions. So the viewers get to know you. So where are you guys from? Yorktown Heights, New York, baby. Uh, you guys are my, uh, third and fourth guests that are from Yorktown. So number one was, uh, Tyler. Then I had, Paul Carcaterra, which you guys And then uh, you two. So it's pretty cool that I got this uh, kind of Yorktown, Yorktown flow going on. Pipeline. Yeah, <laughs> Yorktown pipeline. Um, when did you guys start getting into lacrosse? Yeah, so I mean, as early as we can remember, um, I can't even put a number on it for age-wise. I remember we got our first stick, stick helmet and gloves in our Easter baskets, like – forever ago and since then we really fell in love with the sport and uh knowing you know yorktown tradition it's like you got to play lacrosse you got to play lacrosse so um mm-hmm. our older cousins played lacrosse matt and joey saliano uh in yorktown so we kind of followed their lead and you're attending high school games all the time and then all of a sudden you know that that culture is building and yeah so that, that's how it went for us mm-hmm um, who were some of your favorite players, uh, growing up? So when we would go, our favorite thing was going to Yorktown lacrosse games and being the water boys ever since we were little up until eighth grade when they ended up winning the state championship. So that was cool. We were kind of, uh, state champion water boys, <laughs> but, uh, I would say, so my favorite players growing up. Uh, obviously, Rannigan, who we talked about, but also uh, Ethan Fox, who went to Marist um, ahead of us and also coached at Marist for a little bit. Um, Nick Mariano. Uh, we already mentioned our cousins who played before us. Um, Michael, the Bonitatibus brothers. Um, the, I mean, there's so many, so many people in Yorktown that we just love watching. The Fuscos, yep. Uh, I really liked watching Luke Palmadesso. He uh, he was one of the best face-off guys, if not the best, to ever go through Yorktown. So, um, yeah, I, I would have to say those guys are, like, the guys that we really idolized growing up from grade school all the way up until high school. Um, when you guys finally got to play at high, uh, in high school for Yorktown, what did it uh what did it mean to you yeah so um honestly it was it was crazy it it truly did mean the world um i remember so freshman year i was uh i didn't try out for varsity so i was on jv to start and then 
I ended up getting pulled up halfway through the season. And uh, it was crazy. I, I felt like I felt like so much pressure, to be honest, but like a good pressure. Um, like, I, it was almost like I, I can't even believe that I'm here right now. I, I spent my entire life idolizing uh, these guys, you know, like the Yorktown lacrosse team. Um, and to finally be there, it was like crazy. So um, at first I was like almost a deer in headlights with that thought in my mind but um you know once we got once I got comfortable with it um and I'm sure I can speak for Hunter too it was I mean it's there's nothing better than playing with your best friends on Charlie Murphy Field um mm -hmm. under the lights I mean whenever it is uh there's there's no experience like playing for um you know the best high school coaching staff the best you know the most uh, history rich like program, um, you know, it was awesome. I, I can't even put into words how much it meant to play for Yorktown. Mm -hmm. How about you, Hunter? Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. I think everybody who has went to Yorktown and who's played and gone through the same things that we went through can, you know, can say the same thing that we can't give enough thanks to Charlie Murphy who started this program and who basically from nothing and created a, a culture where kids, so many kids have gone on to play at the next level. And even in the pros, as, as we can obviously mention a ton of guys. Um, so it's, it's something that playing with your best friends from, you know, third grade on in, in games and all the way up until your senior year, it's, it's one of the most memorable, memorable things that you can have in your lifetime. And it was really cool going on, you know, two state championship runs. I wish that, you know, we would have won at least one of them, but at the end of the day, it's, it's the memories that really count. And I had some unbelievable memories with my, my teammates and coaches. So. The last thing to add to that too, a nice P car quote um, before our, Garden City. Our state semifinal game against Garden City. He said, mm -hmm. "It's it's so hard to describe Yorktown to someone who really wasn't around it or didn't grow up into it." It's he said it's a fraternity you can't even fathom to explain because you don't really get it unless you're a part of it. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. I think he put it into really good words. He said it was like high school football in Texas. It's like Yorktown lacrosse is like mm -hmm. a high school. Yeah, a hundred percent. So that's, that's a really cool tradition that that town keeps on bringing up, uh, keeps on uh, doing. So I came up, so my high school coach came up with this cool idea to help input my name, like the Loda high podcast into the actual podcast. So I'm going to ask you guys <laughs> these questions separately. So what, so I'm going to start with Jameson first. So Jameson, what was one of your lows while playing lacrosse? It could be like a missed pass, either a game you guys lost or like an embarrassing moment. Yeah. So for me, it would, it would probably have to be losing back-to-back um, -back state championships. I, I would say probably, probably the second one more so than the first. My junior year in 2017, that's kind of when I was at 
um, a low, not just personally, but all of us as a team, because my sophomore year, when we made it, we played Jamesville DeWitt and we lost nine to six. Um, it was almost like we were, we were such a young team. It was like a surprise to, to get there. We were, it was supposed to be like a rebuilding year. Um, so we, we didn't really know what to expect. We kind of just put our heads down and worked and we got there and then we lost, which, which was, I mean, it hurt, but the next day we were, we were at it working towards making it back there. And that was the whole mantra um, that year was we got to make it back. We have to make it back. So we did. And then we eventually lost again, which, which was really painful, just especially for the seniors. You never want to go out like that on a loss. Um, but that was probably the low for sure. Uh, what was a high moment? Yeah, so a bunch of high moments. I can name a few. My sophomore year of high school, um, the first state semifinal that I actually played in. So my freshman year, we played, um, I was on the sideline, we played Manhasset, we lost a heartbreaker. But my sophomore year, it was at Hofstra. We played Shoreham Wading River, a very good Shoreham Wading River team. And it was kind of our first time in a, in a huge spotlight, so to speak, um, aside from the section, the section final. Um, and, and we played really well. It was, a, it was such a close game. And um, Hunter actually ended up scoring the game-winning goal, what, what would be the game-winning goal. Um, and it was just cool to see – uh, like so many fans, all of Yorktown supporting you. Um, the crop comes all the games. The parents are cheering us on. It's it's truly such such a culture that backs you. And then here at Marist would definitely be uh, the 2019 MAC championship. Uh, you know, you work all fall and all spring to to not only make the playoffs and succeed, but to win a MAC championship. So that that helped to build the culture here and. And, uh, and yeah, so those, were, those would be two highs along with, of course, the Army game from last year, which was truly special. Yeah, forget about that Army game. That was, that was electric. <laughs> that was electric. Yeah. Yeah. Some oh of the God. most fun that I've had playing lacrosse, for sure. Mm-hmm. I forget I, which teammate was it. Like, I forget who shot the ball, but, like, he turned to your bench and, like, he was already celebrating and the ball didn't even go in yet. But, like, eventually oh, was Jason the Jason Intermasoli, <laughs> who he, he drew the slide and he passed it to Joe Tierney. And as <laughs> Joe Tierney was shooting, he started celebrating. I thought From that, that moment, I, we were like, let's go winning this game. Yeah, I saw that was on Center the next morning. Yeah, another uh, one, one actually – cool fact about that game um was that as much as we were dominating I think and and we kind of were doing very well from start to finish but one of the the coolest things was that on the sideline uh everyone was locked in from top to bottom and everyone was always like let never complacent you know you see some teams go up big and and we were definitely up big for a large portion of the game um but you see teams go up big and get complacent and kind of say okay like we got this whatever um but it was cool seeing you know kids come off the sideline celebrating and then say let's get the next one 
Like, let's let's score again. Like, no lead, especially against a team like Army, uh, no lead is safe. So That's true. I remember, like, thinking about that being locked in. Like, that. remember that Maryland-UVA quarterfinals game when Maryland was up five and it was like – Oh, my God, yeah. And then UVA just mm-hmm. dug back. That, that's something like that. You don't want that to happen, especially mm-hmm. if you're up big and you think you're going to win. And then next – lacrosse is all about momentum, so you got to keep that momentum. Yeah, game arrives. <clears throat> All right, so Hunter, what was one of your lows when playing lacrosse? So I have to say, um, I've had a couple lows, but I think that probably the biggest low for me was tearing my ACL, and this just kind of recently happened uh, last summer. So it's over a year now since it's happened, but um, for my entire time that I've been playing lacrosse, I really um never had too big of an injury I was always the kind of guy that if I got nicked up or banged up like I wanted to be out there next play like I never wanted to have to come off the field or take a practice off or take a week off but um in my high school alumni game I ended up tearing my ACL and having to miss pretty much all of um the shortened season for last season so um, I really only got a couple minutes of playing time in, uh, in our Hartford game. But I would have to say just mentally and physically, it was something that drained me and kind of was the first time that I really had to step away from playing lacrosse. I would always see Jameson going last summer to play with our friends and going to play three by or going shooting. And I would have to sit at home and really do nothing. So I would have to say that was – the biggest low for me, but also it was kind of a, a learning moment for me, just not to take anything for granted. And the, I guess the road to recovery or the, the comeback to um, being where I am today, uh, luckily, you know, knock on wood, everything's going fine. But um, it was definitely a long road, but a good one because now I, I feel stronger than ever um, mentally and physically. So that's, that's always good. You know, come yeah. back stronger, come back stronger than <clears throat> before. Yeah. Um, what do you think was one of your highs when playing lacrosse? So there's a lot of highs. Um, I would have to say my favorite moments playing lacrosse were playing in the Murph cups for Yorktown um, as well as, also, I would have to say my favorite moment besides the – I don't know. There's a lot up there. That Shoreham game that Jameson mentioned is was really cool. But I would have to say my favorite moment was playing Garden City my junior year in the state semifinals. And it was a low-scoring game. It ended up being 5-4. Um, but it was uh, – it went into double overtime. And – um, they got the ball first and I don't, I forget who it was, but they shot it and it hit off the post and we were like, Oh my yeah, God. That was in the first OT. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, and then we, um, <clears throat> we got the ball in this, in the second overtime. And I guess I, I mean, I, I actually remember it like so vividly. I kind of just like did like a little roll dodge and then. I like faked the pass to one of my good friends, Dom, or faked the pass to one of my friends, Kyle, and then 
wide open on the crease in front of me uh, was my friend Dom and uh, pass it to him and, and he scored the game winner in double overtime. And it was like one of, I think it was the craziest, probably most fun moment I've ever had playing lacrosse. Just that play right there. It was, it was electrifying, just like taking the helmet off and knowing we were going back to the state finals. That was pretty cool. How many fans do you think were at that game? I don't know. A lot. <laughs> uh, definitely a lot. I know that my, my college coaches went to the game as well. Um, everyone, the, the, the great thing about going to Yorktown is that the student section always shows out, no matter where it is. I mean, we played Victor in the state championship in Rochester, so it was in their backyard. It was over, like, what, five hours away, and we had to stay in uh, – in, in dorms the night before, but we were walking out for the state final and I couldn't see an empty seat because everyone in Yorktown filled up the bleachers. So it was really cool. Um, yeah, I would have to say that. And then also my senior year beating uh, St. Anthony's um, at Yorktown, we beat them 10-5. Um, it was probably one of the most, probably uh, my favorite game on Charlie Murphy Field was beating them. Would you agree, Jameson? One hundred percent, probably. I've watched that game so many times. Um, oh man, I'm just I'm yeah. getting chills thinking about those games. <laughs> um, I would like I would love to go back in time and just like watch that game as a spectator, like in the stands. It was mm-hmm. that game was fun. The Darien game was fun in a tight loss because um, we we were that was like a battle of two nationally ranked teams. So. Uh, do you think you've had more fans at your high school games than you've had at college or do you think college beats, uh, beats high school fans? Um, it's, it's different. Um, so I think more people have come to our college games. Yeah, for sure. Just because the student body is, is much bigger um two completely like actually two very similar atmospheres though especially like with with Maris being a smaller size school um in the like the grand scheme of of universities uh it's really kind of like a Yorktown feel almost with like small school um but so much support and everyone coming out and actually I don't know if you saw but our our stadium, Tenney Stadium, was mentioned by Inside Lacrosse as one of the like coolest places to play, um, which was pretty cool because even though we don't have as big of a stadium as like Maryland has or um, a lot of bigger programs, um, it makes it feel so much better when the kids pack the stands and the the atmosphere is electric and the energy is up. So that's cool. One game that comes to mind was after we won the MAC championship my my freshman year, we played the play-in game that that Wednesday or something. Mm-hmm. Wednesday, it was Wednesday. Uh, the weekend before the first round, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure we broke an attendance record in the NCAA mm-hmm. for a play-in game. You literally couldn't see an empty seat in the stands mm-hmm. or on the we call it the berm side, which is like the other side of the stadium. There was. There was fans, parents, Everywhere. coaches. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, was crazy. Cool. It was yeah. one of the best atmospheres to play 
uh, or one of the best atmospheres that I've played in for sure. Also, um, you know, getting time on like ESPN for our Mac championship game. And then I think was it ESPN U for, I think both games maybe, but it was, it was cool. Um, I've rewatched that UMBC game a couple times because it's on YouTube and definitely a stinger that we didn't pull that one out, especially after being up early. So, but that was one of the coolest atmospheres. I watched that, uh, that Mac conference game, the final game on ESPN. Mm-hmm. It was like on a Saturday, like one o'clock. It was like a, pr- yeah. it's got a prime time game for that Saturday time. morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was super cool. Mm-hmm. So this question's for Jameson. So Jameson, what are th- some things you've learned while playing uh, with your brother Hunter? Man, um, that's a good question. I've learned, I've learned a lot. I've learned first off to always have my head up and my eyes up because he can catch the ball from anywhere and any position. So, I mean, I know from playing with him in high school and of course in college all, you know, all throughout youth that we've had a bunch of brother to brother connections and he's honestly usually on the finishing end. I think that comes from playing in the backyard because I, I'm always throwing him passes and he's like shooting the ball no matter what. And it's like annoying because I want to shoot, but uh, it's just kind of how it's gone. And, and that's translated into games. So, I mean, I, I've learned to always have my head up and, you know, on, on the uh, mental side, just to, you know, not let things really bother me too much. Sometimes if I make a bad play, he, he'll be the first one to tell me like, you know, keep your head up next play. Um, you know, you'll, you'll get the next one, things like that. So I think he's even helped me more mentally than performance-wise for just keeping an even head and, and worrying about, you know, the grand scheme of things rather than just getting down about one play. Uh, Hunter, how about you? What are some things you've learned with playing uh, with Jameson? Um, so, yeah, same thing. I, I've learned a lot from playing with Jameson. I mean, we've been playing pretty much all the time as much as we can since we were really little together. Um, And that's been one of my favorite things about playing lacrosse is playing with him. But I would say that one of the biggest things that I learned from playing with Jameson is, well, because he is one of the best feeders I've, I've played with. And I was always the kind of guy that wanted to just score goals and just dodge to score, get to the goal, get to the rack. Um, But as I've gone like to college and um, kind of like as my game has developed, I really learned from Jameson that like um, having your head up and getting an assist is like almost is just as good if if not better than scoring. And um, Jameson's, like I said, one of the best feeders and he's got one of the best visions in the game and and IQ. Um, but also something else that I, I learned from Jameson is just staying even keel. Like he always um, mentally, like he, he mentioned some stuff that he learned from me mentally, but I also learned from him that um, you can't get too high or too low. You know, when, when things are going really well for a lot of guys, it's easy to just, you know, stay on your, like your high horse and, and think who you are. Um, but like Jameson had what seven points against army against the player who got drafted into the PLL last year or this year. And 
I remember after that game, it was just like, whatever, like, who are we playing next? Like, you know, he, he could have said, Oh, I did this. I did this. Like I was, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the best, but he, one of the, the best things about Jameson's character is that he'll just put his head down and keep playing. Um, and that also goes for when he has a bad game, you know, he, he just does his best to stay even keel and keep his mindset in check. Um, because with success and failure, it's easy to get on yourself. And sometimes when I'm playing bad, especially um, this past year after um, I tore my ACL, I would, the second I came back, the game was just so fast and I forget how, how fast it was. And I would always get down on myself like, damn, like I suck or damn, like what, like how am I ever going to come back from this? But I learned from Jameson that um, mentality is everything and just, really to, to keep a good mindset. Jameson with that Mamba mentality. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so it's almost like you guys have a built-in chemistry, like since you're brothers mm-hmm. and then you get to play high school, it must have helped. It like also helps the players around you since like you already have that built-in chemistry with each other. Like you both know how each other play that like mm-hmm. almost people could also could like feed off of it and like ner- learn their roles into the, whether it's like the offense you guys are playing and, and like help, help make what your team is like be the best, be the best it can be. So uh, like tying into that, what are some of the best things uh, about being able to play with each other in college? Yeah. So um, <clears throat> playing aside, I have a, I have a built in best friend wherever I go. <laughs> uh, we were, we were roommates freshman year. We were roommates sophomore year. And now we're sweet mates um, and tie that in with basically being, roommates throughout childhood uh a lot of people would would say that's too much and you got to get away we've heard so many people say oh you can't be roommates in college like you're going to go from this class to this class to this class and then go to practice and then lift and film um but it's it's honestly been the best thing and I wouldn't have wanted it any other way um so I mean the best part about Hunter being around is that um, you know, he, he'll, I always have someone to talk to. I always have someone, uh, to do something with, uh, someone who I know is, is truly there for me. And from a lacrosse standpoint, I have someone who understands the way I play and, you know, that twin to twin connection is something you, you really can't replicate with, um, with any other player. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hunter. Yeah. I mean, I would say, pretty much the same thing there's there's some twins that get sick of each other and that's just really not the case with Jameson and I I mean we pretty much have the same exact we've had the same exact academic schedule I think every year that we've been here aside from a couple classes we have same major minor concentration we go from class to class together and then practice and um and people ask like oh is this like do you guys ever compete do you guys ever you know, try to be like the better twin. And the answer is really no. I mean, I just, I have so much like appreciation for Jameson and and what he's been able to do on the field and his success. Um, And I'm sure that he could say the same about me and in in a lot of aspects in life. So um, I just think that the best thing about being able to play with each other is just having like that, 
same kind of taste from home and from from the backyard like it's it's sometimes I'll be on the field and I remember freshman year we would be playing in like the MAC championship or we'd be playing a night game in the in the MAC semifinals we were playing Canisius and sometimes I kind of just stand there in awe of like the environment and the situation I'm in and seeing Jameson there it's like wow like we did it you know like we we did everything not everything but we did like up to now everything that we've we've wanted to do like we wanted to play division one lacrosse together um and it's just so cool when you take a step back um and think about like why you started and um who's been there the whole time and for me it's it's been um Jameson there you know every day we played it we we would play together so um yeah that's that's really the best part it's just you know taste from home and you know, thinking about why we started together. <clears throat> That's awesome. It's awesome. You know, built-in best friend. Mm-hmm. So uh, Maris in the past couple of years has grown to be a team that has <clears throat> a lot of success, uh, such as winning the MAC in 2019 against, was it Quinnipiac? Um, yes. Yeah. And then um, taking down the top 20 team in Army in the uh, short in 2020 season. Uh, what do you think has attributed most to your team's success? Culture. Yeah, so absolutely culture and i think top down in in two different aspects so um in one way it starts with the coaching staff and coach wilkes coach perel and coach scarcello are are unlike any other coaches that i've ever met or experienced or you know played under um they're coaching aside they're the best they're the best guys they're the best you know role models and, you know, adults that to look up to. So um, that speaks for itself. And then from a coaching standpoint, they're just so smart and, and truly, truly dedicated to not only winning, but their players. And I think we all, we all experience that, you know, sometimes coaches are, they want to win so much that that's kind of all they care about. Like these guys, you know, Winning is important, of course, but at the end of the day, it's, it's you know, teaching and instilling character into, into who we are as, as people, and, and they truly do care about us. And then, um, you know, top down from, from the seniors to the freshmen and especially the alumni support, um, the culture here has, has just continued to grow. Um, since I've been here and since I've been a part of it. And it's truly special when, when you feel that connection with not just every dude on your team, but your coaches and the alumni, there, there are guys that graduated 10 plus years ago and we're getting calls and texts from them every day about what's going on. Good luck. Can't wait to see you guys dominate. And that's, it, it, it's, it's truly special that way. And it, it reminds us a lot of Yorktown and that's honestly what, factored into this kind of decision to play at the next level here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hunter? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have conversations almost daily with, with the coaching staff. Um, and one of the, the biggest talking points is the culture here at Marist and how, you know, 10, 20 years ago, like even like five to 10 years ago, people would say like, Oh, I would say 
somebody would say Marist and people would be like, Oh, like what, what's that? Like, where, where is that again? Is that D3? Like, um, but you know, in the last couple of years, having huge wins, winning Mac championships in 2015 and 2019 and, you know, inch by inch kind of growing our name and, and building a culture, um, which is something that coach Wilkes talks about um, every week with us. Um, and I know that, I mean, I can speak for Jameson and I, and I guess pretty much everyone else on the team that um, the reasons that we came to Marist are, you know, first because we always have kind of a chip on our, on our shoulder and, you know, uh, putting our head down and just kind of a work mentality. And we're, we're never going to actually ever get, you know, the recognition that I think we deserve. Um, But we also kind of like that in a way, you know, we kind of like the fact that we're in the shadows and and nobody's talking about us because we know we should be talked about, but um, a lot of times we aren't. And, and also I think another really important thing about Marist and uh, this speaks to the coaching staff is that, um, you know, a lot of other places that I visited and, you know, everybody else on the team visited, it's almost like it's your honor to be there. But here at Marist, it's um, when it comes to the coaching staff, um, at least when I came to Marist, it was their honor to have us there and their honor to have me there. So um, that's kind of the way that, that I looked at it and, I just, I don't know. I wouldn't want to play for any other coaching staff in the country right now. It's just something that is just unbelievable. And Coach Wilkes has done a great job with the program since he's been here, taking it from almost nothing to um, what it is today. So um, we have, you know, Coach Wilkes, Coach Scarcello, and Coach Burrell to, to thank for what they've done um, over the last couple of years. Um, but that's what I have to say about Maris. I mean, the, the culture here is, is unreal. That's hard for a lot of people to say that, like, you, you don't want to be anywhere else. So you guys are really mm-hmm. lucky that you found a place you could, you could call your second home. Yeah. Sure. So for my last question for today, uh, what do you guys look forward most to in your upcoming 2021 season? Hunter. Yeah, I mean, when I when I was – for me, it's just playing games again, you know. it's It's been so long since I've been able to strap on the pads and, you know, put the jersey on and, and put, put the helmet on and listen to music, lock in. It's, it's just the whole experience. And I, I've talked about this with my friends and coaches since coming to Marist the whole experience of game day, right? Waking up, planning out, you know, when you're going to eat, listening to music for hours. And I'm, I'm a guy that goes to the locker room the second it opens up. So if if the locker room opens up three hours before we play, I'll be there three hours before we play listening to music and just trying to get locked in, you know, wall ball, things like that. Um, But it really is just game day. And, you know, I've had, some great moments um, playing for Marist. And like I, I talked about this before, um, I think in the segment where I talked about playing with my brother, it's like sometimes 
even during our biggest games, I'll step back, like in between whistles, the ball will go out of bounds and, and we'll be getting the ball back and I'll look into the crowd and I'll be like, wow, like it's so cool to be playing right now. Um, and that's speaks to just how much I love playing lacrosse and how much I love playing here at Marist. But yeah, for me, the 2021 season's all about just strapping up with my boys again and going to war against whoever wants to play us whenever, um, crossing my fingers that um, we get to play. So, Yeah. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> I'll definitely never take playing lacrosse for granted again. And that was kind of the point of emphasis for me this summer, for sure. Um, I mean, I'm just, I'm just looking forward to being out there with, with my best friends, my guys, um, everyone on the team and just strapping it up and seeing another opponent. We felt, I mean, of course, everyone in the country got, got their season taken away from them and, and a chance to, to win, but we really felt confident in, in our team and everything we were doing. And, um, uh, we were coming off, you know, a, a good stretch of, of wins with that army game, but also, um, a couple tough losses and we were just heading into conference play and we felt really good about ourselves being able to just focus in and, and take care of business. And unfortunately that got taken away from us. And, you know, I think everyone, everyone here is focused on just getting back to work and, and experiencing game day again. I, I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be everyone. The day Kyle's across come back is going to be, gonna be, it's going to be a great <laughs> One of day. the biggest holidays in the lacrosse world ever. Thank you so much, uh, Hunter and Jameson, for coming on the Loda High podcast. Uh, I wish you guys the best of luck in your 2021 season and uh, the rest of, uh, rest of your time at uh, Maris for the year. Thank you. Thank you. This has, been, this has been truly special. Thanks for having us on. It's my pleasure. Yeah.